0: Welcome to the We Are District One podcast with your host, Broward County School Board member, Daniel Holy. Join as he discusses issues across the district and has quality conversations with different leaders in Broward County and across the state. Here's your host, Daniel Holy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the We Are District One podcast. I am your host, board member for Broward County and representative for District One, Daniel Holy. So thank you so much for tuning in today. We have a very special guest the leader of broward county public schools and our superintendent dr peter lakata uh,
1: thank you thank you for letting me be here um, some of that sounds weird you know the uh doctor <laughs> the b- part yeah i'm um, certainly not going to save your life um but it was important because i uh, hit a few bumps yeah and uh, i had a mentor come to me who i respect very much who was a previous superintendent in pl- many places including montgomery county and uh, he said to me, you got to finish if you want to be a superintendent. And I That's said, awesome. uh, I knew he was serious. Um, superintendent title. Uh, when you work for something very hard in your life, mm-hmm. and it was why you changed your life as you moved along. That's right. I was doing really well as a general contractor, doing really well with my brothers. And, uh, you know, the death of my dad made a difference. Yeah. He was a teacher for uh, many, many years in this area. And many of our employees and their uh, come up to me and, and people in the neighborhood or people at business meetings and, and say, man, your dad was a great teacher. He was a great coach. He changed my life. Well, that was why I wanted to be an educator. Awesome. Uh, so hearing that title, when you work to get to a place and, you know, it took a few, took a few, took a few interviews for me to get where I am, yeah. uh, but you end up in the right place. Yeah. You know, you really do end up in the right place and uh, there's a plan somewhere and I think it came through and uh, I I have the best job in the world. That's awesome.
0: And we're happy to have you. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, the journey was interesting. Yeah, you know, for you to get here. And I think um one of the main reasons for this podcast was even thinking about you, right? Yeah. And I've talked to you about it was sort of I think that we have so many opportunities to address people, but when we do, it feels super official, right? It's yeah. at a board meeting, Correct. it is at a press conference. Town halls may feel yeah. a little scripted. There's never a time to really get to know people, right? Yeah. And to get to know you. I was like, man, I really want an opportunity to allow people to, to really get your heart, really yeah. get to know you um, and just see a softer side of relax and talk about it. And I think for like you said, with interviews, um, I'll be perfectly honest with you. And I told you so I could make it public. I wasn't going to pick you. That's just me. personally. Yeah, I, I you know, know that. I know that. <laughs> so I was like, we had no conversations before. I was like, I don't know. This is not this is not the guy. But for us having conversations, number one, being genuine um, and again, the big question for me was why were you not the guy? If you had other interviews, other opportunities, why were right. you not the guy? Um, I don't know if you remember what you answered when you, when you, when I asked I, you I that. do remember.
1: Okay. I do remember. This was the only board that never asked me to negotiate my value system. Boom. And, and to me, you know, a lot of people say the Broward County school board were on the papers a lot. And da, da, da. No. Um, when you dig below the surface, nobody asked me to change who I was. Yeah and that's was the difference cuz a couple of places asked me to yeah it wasn't unethical but they they had their interests and uh, i didn't find that interest to be the best for every child yes. um nobody asked me that nobody wanted me to change who i was and they always talked about every child so uh like i said you end up in the right place and and that certainly was it uh it also brought a couple of things to light um you know i i'm a father of four mm. and uh my oldest is now officially, uh, officially passed her boards last week after awesome. three tries. Yes, she's a f- full fledged doctor, um, and she kept saying, "Dad, how did you do it? How'd you keep going back? You know, I could do this for the rest of my life, as as my title is now. Why did you keep going back?" Mm. And I said, "Because it's to get to my place. It's to get to the place that you you have one shot in this place. You don't get a lot out of life." Mm. And you get to a point where you know what you want to be and what you want to do. And she's there and uh, we're really excited. But you know, as a dad jerks, you, you know, you got kids Yeah. And when they start giving you the feedback that they actually listen to you sure. and they follow what you do sure. and, and they are looking up at you. I mean, when they're two and three, they're always looking up at you. That's right. But when they're 30, 31, 32, she had a birthday yesterday. Uh, she turned 34. Awesome. She's going to kill me forever for saying that. But, um, <laughs> and, and I think that extends itself. Yeah. Your example on TV and when you are in the community and you're talking to people, that extends itself to just beyond being that person on the board. Uh, I've seen you operate in the community. You know, we did that international welcoming center opening. That wasn't fake. Yeah. I mean, that was a thing that we did together that, that we know, mm-hmm. you may know a little bit more about it than Nick as I was born here, Yeah, uh, but you know what it's like, you yeah. know, the communities don't have the access or the resources and we educate, but we're bigger than education now. We, right. we just accept the responsibility of that.
0: That's right. And, and you know you know the impact and, and knowing our community. And I think it's important. And I appreciate that, right, um, saying that. And I feel for us, there's those bright moments. Yeah. Um, being on the board. And I always t- make the joke that I've never gotten a congratulations for being on the board. <laughs> I always hear, I'm sorry to hear that. And why? Why yeah. would you want to yeah. do that? So mm-hmm. I think for us, it's it's really important. I always tell people there when we see those moments, right, when we talk about an international welcome center, when we talk about just being anything with our kids, right, like anything with our kids, a, a game, an awards, um, whatever it is, just sitting in a classroom, like for me, I get so excited when kids are in a classroom and they answer a question or they they answer something correctly, like it's amazing, we were in McNichol Middle School the other day, and just the fact that kids were like science and then he's calling people up there on the board, I'm, it makes us proud, and those are such bright moments, but we lose that. With the politics, we lose that with the the media covering right. negative things or or things coming up. And it's sort of like it gets you discouraged at times. Um, but, you know, you want to keep moving forward because you remember the why. You remember why we're doing it. Um, but even as superintendent, then, like I said, people ask me all the time, why board member? Why, why would right. you want to do this? Um, and I was with board member Ayala from Palm Beach yesterday. She's a close friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, and she said, I, you couldn't pay me enough. And I was like, I agree um but but why right superintendent like i think it's and i know the purpose you're gonna do that i get it but why would you want to put that on yourself
1: so in the position i have the perfect answer mm-hmm. i always say it's a character flaw because mm-hmm. i want to do the right thing all the time yeah and be the best person i can be and, and it throws people off yeah um someone asked me why and i said that and then They said, wow, that's a lot of power. I said, it's not about the power. It's about the responsibility. The moment you want that job for the power, you're not doing the job you need to do. The moment you want it for responsibility and knowing that if it's not me, it's going to be someone not as good as me. That's what worries me. Uh, It sounds altruistic in a sense, um, but it gets me up in the morning. I love going to work. I mean, we had a tough day yesterday. We had 10 hours and I was in a couple hours early and I stayed another hour. I was in the office 6 15, 6 30 this morning because if you get up the next day excited, it means you're doing the right thing. Correct. And uh everyone will look around like, what are you doing here so early. Yeah. I'm like, because I want to be here. I got stuff I need to do. Get to, to work. Do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so wait a, so, a second, to clear up. So you so you sleep? I do. I this is um, my, and that's that's a great question. My... <laughs> uh for the last 30 years I didn't sleep full through the night. Now I get about three to four hours of sleep <laughs> uninterrupted that's... from the dogs or anybody. And uh I wake up refreshed. I don't that's wild. but it's a great sign. I go yeah. to bed tired, or wake up ready to go. And uh, yeah. that's another indicator. There's so many indicators what you do, you know, uh, <laughs> I used to love to eat a lot. I still do. I, I don't eat as much anymore because I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get to it. So, uh, so when people ask me that, uh, I, I get a little defensive. I yeah. get a little annoyed. I, I'll say that because we do have so many great things that go on. Right. Think about it. You that's know, a right. lot of people around us scores didn't go up and, and through some turmoil last yeah. couple of years, uh, Broward came through with it and, we got to build on that, but uh, you can tear down any institution you want all day long, but they're not on the front lines doing it. And we have the public beating us up all the time. We're not perfect. Yeah. We do a lot of great things and we can't listen to the 12 and percent on each side. That's right. Because the 75% in the middle is really where we all exist. That's right. And we, we have to stay with that. That's right.
0: And I, and that's a um, spot on, right? And I think, um, you know, for you, it's, it's a tough time. Right. And that's, that's one of the things you want to stay positive. You want to keep moving forward and that's great. Um, but you think ahead even as a board member, a superintendent, I know you see things the same way mm-hmm. uh, of looking at the future and you're just like, man, like this is the next couple of years can look very rough. Right. And very tough. The decisions right. you're, you're put with. I remember we talked about it the first time when we talked about right sizing our district,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're like, you're killing me here. Yeah. Like you're literally asking me to, when we were talking about, he's like, I remember you saying that you're like, if you ever saw closing a school or been part of that process, it's extremely difficult. It is. Yes. So you're asking me to do multiple things. So for me as a board member, we look at it and it ties into teacher pay. Yep. It ties into to paying all of our staff. Um, I defend my colleagues in and out. Mm-hmm. I hope they do the same for me that we mm-hmm. all want to pay teachers more. We all do, but it's the know-how that's going to make it different. How to get to that point. Right. And we talk about right-sizing our district. This is something that should have been done years ago. It should yeah. have been done by boards before. But it's very easy, especially going into an election year. You want to talk about it, we'll talk about it. Very easy to leave it to the next person. Yep. Let me push it back. Yep. And it's fine. I can get my shine, but let me leave it to, yep. nope, that's to the next right. board. So for me, how do we get into this? How, what's your ideal situation to do the, deal with this the best? We want to talk to the community, but you're talking about now four schools coming up or right-sizing
1: this district. How do we go into that? So it is it is career suicide for many. But if you do it right, you've done it right for the right reasons. And this is going to be difficult. Uh, but we also have to talk about, you know, I, I learned a word the other day, NIMBY, not in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to do it until it involves them. You have to do it right. You have to do it through communications. During election years for five of you, it's going to be a very difficult. But the public has, and if you look around and you read the media and you, you talk to your constituents, they say the same thing. You're right. You're right. So we have to go about it slowly. We do have to rip the bandaid off, but, uh, you know, we're not broke. We just don't have any money. Yeah. And there's a big difference. We're paying our bills for no problem, but in order to get to uh, catch up with those maintenance, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to get rid of some land. That's right. We have some land. We're not gonna be able to call the state and say we want to build a new school. Mm-hmm. They're gonna say you got sixty thousand open seats. Yes. We're not gonna let you build it because we have to get their permission. That's right. They're not gonna let us build a classroom. But as we pull this down, we have the ability if we get the right supports, You know, the teachers union should be really strong behind us here because we're not gonna be reducing size in teachers. Yes. We know we're at less than one percent vacancy right now. We're in a great place. This isn't about students. It's about buildings and facilities and we're keeping facilities open that really we, we, we can't afford to keep open. We should be smarter than that. Uh, What did I say the other day? We got Cadillac style and Pinto pockets. That's right. We got to get back to doing um, what's right by the community because they invested in us. They gave us tax money. The state gives us money. And in order for us to expend uh, our time on students and get them future ready, uh, you know, people say career ready, you know, go to college, career ready. It's future ready because their future looks different than ours. It looks terribly, terribly different. So we have to prepare them in so many different ways. And it's not just through the standard way of you pass this test, you pass that test. We got to give them a lot more skills and we can't do that if we don't have the resources. So we we have to get back down to that and saying, it's going to benefit our teachers. It's going to benefit our staff and it's going to benefit of course, our students at the end.
0: That's right. And then you hear that also a lot of um, people, you know, oh,
1: schools are falling apart. Just
0: build new schools. And I'm like, it's not that simple. No. You know, when you hear that, you already know, okay, cool. I'm talking to somebody that doesn't know the backstory and understand until we right size, we can't build new. Mm-hmm. And we see districts to the north. We see districts mm-hmm. building new schools and you see the shiny new toys. We talked about, you know, Garcia and it's a great, beautiful yeah. school, beautiful facility. And I want that for our kids. I want that for the future. I, I want that. And I could see that happen for whether it be my grandkids, you may hate me mm-hmm. now, but my mm-hmm. grandkids will thank me later. My, my son's kids will, you know, it, They'll thank me later for the future generations because we're doing the right thing now. Um, now, when it comes to even we talk about land, we talk about teacher housing. For me, I'm, I've been very careful. Our teachers have been. It's been years. Mm-hmm. When I was in school, teachers used to tell us they get underpaid. Yeah, and when I it's never it's always been the ongoing thing, and I. I I'm careful because I don't want to say joke because it's not funny. No, it hurts. It and, and if anybody, like I said, we want to fight that it, they should be getting paid more. How to get there is a different, we're going to have disagreements and we're going to get there. Even to the point of when we talk about affordable housing in South Florida, right? This is one of the things that get me because I hear both sides and yeah. we have to, we have to hear that other side to say, I understand affordable housing, but how about you just pay us more and we can figure that out on our own. We just want more money. Pay us what we deserve, Right. And we're there. We we hear them loud and clear. Yes. Um, so it's important to hear that. But like I said, it's the know how of how to get there. Um, and I just want to really touch upon, especially when we're looking at right sizing. A lot of our community does feel ignored and feel sort of always left out or left behind. Yeah. So. I'm saying this because even my district, I'm, I'm prepared, right? I always say I'm prepared to fight, but I know what we have to do. Right. But I want to make sure we're talking about the programs. What are we, what's the answer later when we do that? But what do you say to those people? If we say there's going to be a list when it comes out and those names come out,
1: mm-hmm.
0: understand that the community is going to feel a certain way. Sure. And I know you're prepared for that, but how would you say for our community as a whole that will be watching this or listening to sort of say, what am I preparing for?
1: Um, you're You're going to have to, understand the reality of the situation, but you're also going to have to participate. Uh, and that you, you touched on a point and I don't know if you meant to, but there are certain communities that don't show up. They trust what we do. They are sometimes not comfortable coming to a governmental agency, you know, some of the political climates and such. And they trust that we're going to do the right thing. Well, there's some communities here that have been trusted for quite some time and they haven't gotten anything. Yeah. So we have to be the voice for that community. That's right. We also know that, um, To our benefit, the problems don't exist in just low-income neighborhoods. That's not our problem. We have it everywhere. It's in high-income neighborhoods, low-income neighborhoods, white, black, Hispanic. They're everywhere. Uh, We want to make sure it's uh, equitably based, but more importantly, that we reach out to all our communities before we do that. If you're preparing for it, we're going to try and make sure that if we're repurposing, and and I hate the word closing because that's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, But you're moving to a place that may have additional programming because we're not paying for a school with 250 kids in it when it's supposed to be 700, because that's millions and millions of dollars. So we have to be very uh, cognizant of that. Uh, We can't discount the community. We can't discount the business community. But more importantly, we have to be very careful that we are not just trying to As you said, let the next guy do it. Kick the can down the road. There's no more road. We're at a dead end, and we got to make some decisions. That's right. Uh, It's going to be hard. It's going to be a lot of work. We just brought on a new uh, person for choice and innovation. Uh, I think it's going to be phenomenal. Strategic innovation. It's going to be phenomenal. Uh, It's a make-or-break position. It's a make-or-break time. Uh, Great things don't come easy, but um, they're worth it in the end. And I think we're going to benefit from this. I think our community will. We have to remember that, you know, north of us and south of us, there's still land they can build on. That's right. We're about out of that. We are about out of that for for, for communities. We're building up, and the families are not moving here. Mm -hmm. Families are moving out. There's no um, diaspora from here because of bad things or things of that sort, other than it's very expensive. And the people who have lived here for generations are now getting such high numbers for their property, it's time to move. That's right. Uh, We can't prevent that. But there is a scale of economy. And when you talk about scales of economy and you talk about... Uh, pay and salaries. You'll always have to pay attention to that because feeding money to a situation doesn't always cure it. And we have to make sure that when we invest in teacher or staff housing, that that's part of what they look forward to. And it's, and it's strong and good housing and it's solid and it's security. So there'll be a lot of that in there and we're, and we're looking forward to it, but it uh, stay involved and please, please do not hesitate to reach out because we will have a a special website for it. We're going to have a special email box for it. And we're going to make sure we're communicating back and forth that, that everyone knows what's going on. It should not be a surprise to anyone.
0: Correct. And I think and it's very important. I, I say this time and time again, we, we cannot afford to be doing town halls that are scripted. Nope. Do not feel like we're really listening. Um, yeah. And I, I think it's um, that that was very interesting to me when I was first appointed and I got in the seat. I remember the first event I went to was a town hall. They said, well, Mr. Fogonholey, would you like to speak? We you have your script ready. And I remember they gave us scripts and the entire town hall was scripted. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, this is terrifying. This is this is the worst thing we could do is just say, hello, today I want to talk about my, it was all scripted. So I understand the things of the past, but it's important for us to really, truly let people know that we are here listening and we're here on the same page. But it's not from a top to bottom and we're looking down on people and just making decisions. That's what it feels like. So I think we're doing much better and getting better. I people see it,
1: so. And one of the, and you're right, uh, our town halls did a, did a big turn. Uh, it's funny you said that because a couple of my uh, executive cabinet members have been here a while, and when I told them the format and changed it for the for the three town halls, four town halls, they were like, no, we don't do it that way here. And I went, <laughs> Oh, well, we're going to do it this way. They're right. going to get a couple questions. They're going to write down whatever they want. They're going to tell me whatever they want, that's right. and that's it. And we're not on our heels. Yeah. We're going to listen because the moment you get on your heels, you're defending something. Yeah. Uh, what makes this even a little harder is uh, – there was bad planning previously and i'm not blaming anyone or any entity or any board yep. but there were there was not a strong strategic plan on where to put new schools so right. we have some new schools that are empty yeah and that's a problem that that's just bad planning um and we got to figure that out which i think we do because we have some places that we can capitalize on we got waiting lists in some schools right. we we you know, our adult center and and uh, Ed tech centers are, are just booming Phenomenal, and we want to continue that. So we got to look at those things. There's going to be a big menu, a smorgasbord of things to do, but at the end of the day, we're going to have to make some tough decisions, but they're going to be the right decisions.
0: That's right. And I think, um, and I think to combat that, right. And we look at my old district, the current district, it's, if we can communicate, tell them of new innovative programs, new things that we can look forward right. to in our communities, understand what the opportunity we're going to provide. It's too many times it's a bait and switch that we've gotten. Yep. Right. And sort of say, oh, we're going to give you something. And then that's it. And you never showed up. And now we don't trust you. Right. So you have to gain that trust back and we have to come from that place. Um, But I do want to speak about that, about future readiness, getting our kids prepared for the future. Right. Future readiness. And it's sort of I want to talk about innovation. Okay. And in our district, we talk about this all the time. I think for me, um, when I look at esports and cybersecurity and technology, all these different things that get me excited, but I see how excited our students get. I see yeah. how, how much they get engaged when they see these things. So I want you to talk about that. What are your views for the future? What can we look forward to in, you know, Dr. Lakata leading the way when it comes to technology in our district?
1: Well, let's talk about esports. Let's talk about the fun stuff first. Yes. Um, uh, I had a chance to open up a couple of schools and one of them is the biggest esports in the, in the state, uh, mm. not far from here. And it's its first year and there's a waiting list to get into that school. We know that, uh, that is huge. Yeah. And you know, what's great about esports? It doesn't, um, delineate how much money your parents make mm-hmm. it, And we're going to make sure it's successful at all. That's that's, right. that's, that's, that's a big one. Uh, that's, that's the fun stuff. Let's talk about the hard stuff that some people are afraid of. You know, I just turned 59 on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Happy big, birthday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm a big <laughs> fan of AI. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of where it gets to the Elon Musk level. Sure. <laughs> but I believe it's a learning tool. Yeah. And a lot of the teachers, a lot of the administrators, principals, and folks my age are a little worried about it. Mm-hmm. You know, let, let me give you an example. Um, and I, when I taught 11th grade government and history, you had to do a research paper. You pick your topic and we worked with our language arts department and we, we we did that and we went through draft and draft and draft and kids would try and copy and you know plagiarize and we had to work through all that and we didn't have a lot of computers back then in the late 90s sorry <laughs> I'm that old kid goes home and says write me a paper about you know uh, the three reasons for you know slavery mm-hmm. and they get it and AI prints it out bam done yeah. now they got to present about it Mm-hmm. you can get all the information you want from it, but put child in front, give them right. those social skills, give them that ability to speak in front of someone. Cause those are the skills we're losing yeah. and give less work to the teacher of bringing home this stack of papers and having to grade for hours upon hours upon hours mm. and check for plagiarism. No, now that child has to stand in front of that class and talk about something. Yeah. And when you do that, you don't forget it. Yeah. You can turn the papers all you want, write about it and correct it and edit. That's great. But when you uh, do it by AI, it's done. Yeah. The other thing about AI is, is uh, network security. There is some um, slow reducing of jobs in network security because AI does it. But then there's the AI that works against that AI. So there's always yeah. that. So we have to have that technology base. Microsoft programs, everyone should know them. That should not be an extra. Adobe programs should not be an extra. Mm-hmm. We got to look and give our students that pivoting skill set. Of knowing networking, knowing AI, but also knowing how to stand in front of someone and talk about how they feel and argue about a point without getting offensive or too defensive, because right now we're not adulting real well. That's right. And we have to start teaching them that. So the innovation is there, giving them multiple skill sets, but most importantly, how to deal with difficult situations and work through it. That's right. And disagreeing, uh, and understanding we can agree to disagree. Uh, yeah.
0: Healthy debate. Yeah. Right. We see debate. Um, you know, so it's, our kids are awesome when it comes to debate programs and different things like that, it's how they, one. how they do that. It's a huge, huge thing. And going back to esports, one of the things that I appreciate from it is there's no age discrimination, Yes, right? We did our first tournament last year and the finalist was an elementary school versus a high school and they were able to compete that's the a, same that's way. That's incredible. Think about that. Yeah, No other sport yeah. would be able to accomplish no. that. So we had, and I, I love the kids that were in there, the, the elementary school kids lost there were tears, you know, but the high school, <laughs> the high schoolers came up and like they comforted them. No, you guys were amazing, man. Great job. You're amazing. But the highlight to that, the whole thing for me was we saw kids come out to entrance music and they had their moment to yeah. shine and parents see their kids for the first time come out and be introduced like athletes Yeah, that they are. Mm-hmm. They're athletes. But we have to remember that. Some kids don't get that moment. No, they don't. So for me, it's why, why are we not finding more ways to find that moment for our kids? And I feel like at, at many times there are kids that are being left behind and being left, you know, for me, that's why people talk about video games and esports. But for me, I wanted to give them a safe place. I want to give them a place that they can have friends, make friends, make a team, yeah. right? You're walking around with your unit. I want to give a shout out, Ramblewood Middle, right, has a program. If you ever have a chance to pop into the with- e And when I popped in, they have kids that are, listen, man, ESC, all types of kids with their with their aids with them. They have the kids were making popcorn. Every child that was passing by that classroom, it was like it was party mode. But every kid was at different screens. they were all laughing, jumping around. But it became a community. It's a little community that they create. And there's a lot of universities that have scholarships that they they
1: don't have enough students because it leads it leads to other things.
0: So I think for us, it's if we focus on this, we're having the conversation. I've talked to Dr. Hepburn, you, Dr. Phillips. Those guys have great ideas and ambitions to do it. We create a league in Broward County, the sixth largest district in the country. We would be the biggest league in the country. Yes, we would. Easily. Yes, we would. So how are we not focused? And for me, if we look at our media centers and really revolutionizing that, that could be the heartbeat of our schools and kids would want to go. You know, want to be there. So that's the goal.
1: That's the second half of why we need to re- repurpose and resize. That's right. That is, that is why, because right. we can't afford to do those things. That's so right. I heard one of the parents come to me when I was uh, opening that school uh, up there and they said, uh, I don't understand esports. My kids just want to watch someone else work on an esport thing. I, I, he doesn't, I don't get it. I said, What do you do on Saturday afternoon? He goes, I watch football. Oh, so you watch other people play a sport, but it's not okay for your kid to watch another person to play a sport. That's right. And he gave me a tilted head look like, okay, it makes sense. That's right. Now it makes sense. Uh, that is going to be huge for us, yeah. those type of innovations. And that's where we need to push hard. Um, I was on a uh, airplane not too long ago and it was a long flight and I was with this young kid. He sits next to me and, uh, me being somewhat of an extrovert time at times, mm-hmm. uh, I said to him, um, uh, so first time I was heading to the uh, family wedding and he said, yeah, it's the first time I'm going there. And it was, it was Italy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I said, you've never been there. He goes, no, no, no. I'm looking forward to, I'm like, I'm gone. I'm in between jobs. I'm a computer programmer and I got a really good job and they gave me a month to spend doing whatever I want before I start working for him. I'm like, okay, this is great. And this kid looks maybe 28, 29. And I said, so where are you staying in Rome? And he goes, "Um, I don't know. I'll find a place. I went, really? He goes, yeah, they got a lot of hotels there. I'll find a place. I said, you've never been there. You don't speak the language. Yeah. And you're going to find a place. He goes, yeah, I'll figure it out. And I said, then one day after that, he goes, I think I might go to you know, Florence and I might, you know, might go to uh, Venice. I don't know. Well, are you staying anywhere I think No, I'll figure that out. And I said, how do you do that? And he looked at me and he goes, <laughs> my entire life career mm. is predicated on getting to a problem and fixing it and solving it. Oh man. And when he said that, it made so much sense. Cause I'm, you know, I'm planned out three, four months in front of it. And this kid sits down. All right, I'm ready to go. That's the mentality they should all have. Yeah. That they can fix things. They should always plan, but we should give them that skill set and that confidence to stand in front and say, I can do this. That's right. And I, and I've been given the confidence Not because the way I look doesn't matter. The language I speak doesn't matter. And my parents' income doesn't matter. That's right. And I should have the opportunities and I've got through it and my schools did it. And, uh, we're ready to go, and that's to me the education's moving forward, that's not right. not moving backwards. That's right. We still got to teach them some things, but of
0: course, of course. but we we do want to be innovative and yes. moving forward.
1: Let me give you one more innovation. Let's go. And I'm going to be asking for this next year. Um, <laughs> got it. I believe the investment, and I, it's going to be about twenty twenty five million. Um, I believe we, we should don't go, have it. Yeah, we don't we have don't it. it. We <laughs> don't have it. Um, I believe we should go to a seven period day for middle school. I'll tell you why. You got children that are uh, learning the language, children that are struggling in certain subjects, and by law they have to stay in certain areas and and intensive reading and stuff, those children get pummeled and never get to get the other road. They always get the remediation role. Mm. And they don't get to do what they love. And when you do that, school becomes a burden. School becomes a place they're not successful. School becomes a place where other kids look at them and say, aha, you you can't go. We open that seven-period day. We have an opportunity to give that child the reason why they love school, yeah. and maybe it's esports, maybe it's PE, right. maybe it's something they don't get, maybe it's band that they don't normally get. Right. And we are we are taking from them their spirit yeah. by putting them in. We have to, but let's give them another one. And I think we can do it. And I have it built up. I already have it built up. but I hope it's cheaper, but I believe it will make a difference for a lot of our children that just see school as um, a burden. Yeah, and and we don't want that. Yeah, we don't and want that.
0: It's really seeing how. People see education in our schools, and it's really, like I said, thinking outside of the box. Yeah. It's tough to be innovative. It's tough to lead. It's tough to do things differently. I look at different countries, um, how they're doing things right. in in Europe, in certain countries. When you look at Texas, I saw there was a new TikTok or Instagram somebody's doing. And they're going to different schools and interviewing kids, right? And show me around your school and how you like it. And there was one in Texas, of course, they had like a subway inside. Like it was, it looked like a college campus. <laughs> um, but the kid was like, I, I prefer to be here than home. Like wow. I love this place. Wow. Like in all, uh, all of us love it. Even when we're not in school, yeah. we like to hang out here and study and hang out. Like this is a, a hangout spot. But for me, it's like, man, if we can get kids excited about doing it, we look at like we esports again, my other thing, music, yeah. right? You just said band music. Is you huge. know how many kids are super talented? Shout out to South Broward freestyle Fridays. They rap during lunch. The kids um, aren't eating Ely, because they want to rap. Ely does that too. Yeah, I was up to stay, there. Okay, too, so long Ely does it too Maybe we can get a battle. <laughs> yes. But, oh boy. Wait, think there about, right. Think about how much we're doing that. Why do we not have a record label?
1: Why, that's why that's are we not point. giving
0: opportunities for our kids? If you want to write a song, we could put it out. Do you understand if it, if our district by itself, 250,000 kids listen to a song, a kid could be platinum in a month. That's true. If we can do,
1: why are we not doing this? And, and how many kids are not getting that opportunity? That's right. And, uh, that's, that's one of the things we have to focus. Uh, I spent a lot of time on the innovation side in my previous role and, uh, I was not going to come in second. Yeah. I probably am considered too competitive. Um, I'm getting a little better at that. Uh, yeah. but you know, when you're competitive for someone else to win that you're, you're in charge of, or you're responsible for, yeah. it's a better win than when you do it for yourself. That's and, right. uh, we, uh, we did that. So, um, if you're in it for the right reason, it works. Uh, children, our children, our children, mm-hmm. They're also going to take over this world. Yeah. And they have the opportunity to make it better, but we have the opportunity to give them the tools to make it better. Nobody else out there in society has that. That's good. When they roll into our schools, we are face to face with what the future looks like. Mm. Nobody else can do that. You can't do that speaking at a board meeting. You can't do that writing in a newspaper. You can't do that on social media. We have that ability to change the future every day when those kids walk through the door. When you look at it like that, yes, you start thinking about how serious your job is. That's and right. how important it is. And I believe teachers see that. Oh, right, yeah. they know that. Yes. and yep. then because they ain't doing it for the pay.
0: No, nope. fix that. No, nope. um, but but the teachers really do it because they know the purpose behind the yep. job. They they know the purpose on that one. Um, so one of the things I want to ask also is like we talk about technology, we talk about esports, all these different things. Let's talk about and we saw something this past week of when it came to something online and it hurts to see it. Social media. Yeah. Right. Uh, of when it comes to how things are affecting these young people, their minds, right? Um, their their mental health. I think social media has a lot of harm. Um, of course, there's a lot of benefits, but there's a lot of harm sure, to it. So can you talk about that of how we can get parents involved to protect their kids to get better? How, how can we make it better for our kids?
1: Well, let's start with what's what's popping up. Uh, I mean, what we're seeing is uh, we talked about sex torsion this week. Had a press conference about it, yep. and it's targeting middle school boys. Something you would never understand. I went home and my wife goes, "Well, finally, it's going to get attention because it's talking about boys," mm. um, and and she's right. Uh, we do have to give attention to this because boys are more apt to get um, sucked into this. In a sense, this is uh, for international countries that are you know getting pictures of children that are not really smart of themselves mm-hmm. and uh, sending it off and now being uh, extorted for money uh, we know of 19 uh death by suicide around the country yeah uh i worked with uh, sheriff tony and he said he's got five or six he's working on right now mm. it's even tougher because it's across the border but that ruins a life that ruins a life a picture on the internet ruins a life or a moment we've seen in the last 10 years people that are in public getting ruined because of what they've done in, in, in on social media social media is also probably our single best news source. Yeah. But what news source are you listening to? That's right. And we have to teach them that skill set that it's okay to read this one, but you need to read this one or you need to listen to this one. Uh, not everything is true on the internet. Yeah. You know, 20 years ago or 15 years ago, there was a commercial where the, you know, I'm a French model, bonjour. And you know, it's true. It's on the internet. No, no, it's not. Um, and that's where that teacher comes in play. Yeah. yeah and showing the, the realities of it. We also have to have parents involved in their phone. You know, you hear parents say all the time, "Oh, that's I, my my child won't let me see their phone." Uh, who pays for that phone? <laughs> Whose phone is that? Correct. Um, who Who's the parent? Yeah. I had so many parents come to me in some of my affluent schools and say, "I've I given everything. I keep trying to, and they still aren't aren't listening to me." And I said, "Stop giving them what you didn't have, yeah. and give them what you did have as a child, that's right. and things will change." So we got to get parents involved, eh? and I'm not letting parents off the hook here. These are your children. Mm-hmm. You got to safeguard. Them. You got to wrap your arms around them because social media is going to be their their biggest problem. Nothing else. Yeah. That's the biggest danger out there. So uh, we got to get parents around. It. There's there's a bunch of helplines. There is a bunch of resources. Uh, we have them on our website. They're also on the sheriff's website for a bunch of other things. Uh, we, we're going to continue to market that. Uh, but we social media is is the single greatest thing that can ruin someone's life, but make it better as well. That's right.
0: And I think, um, you know, for us, it's it's doing everything we can to support our families, support our parents, support our kids, right? And, and that's something I want to talk about also. I think social media has caused um, a pressure, a different type of pressure on our kids. Ooh, good call. Comparison, right? When they look at haves and have-nots. Now we're looking at social media. When we look at bullying, and I want to talk about oh. this, um, Superintendent, because for me, bullying and I continuously say this. We talk about enrollment dropping. We talk about um, people leaving, making other choices. I want to be the choice in public schools. Right. I want to be the choice. I don't, and I've had people ask me about the vouchers, right? Well, the vouchers are hurting us. No, no. People choosing to leave us is hurting us. And us not being the choice is hurting us. Yep. But, but how are we going to win that? So for me, I want to touch upon mental health, bullying, bullying. Right. But I want to start it somewhere else. So we look at a situation with the school recently. We talk about athletics. We talk about the situation. We know it. it we know about the law. But for me, my first concern, and I made calls and I said, how's the child? Yep. Yeah. I know about all that stuff. I get it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're going to follow the law. We're going to make those calls. How about the child? Right. Are they okay? Because now we pretty much, the way it went about was so ugly. Right. I don't see any other way, but at the same time, media is going to throw it out there. We're putting initials out there. We're doing this. Yeah. So now you, you've told me what school it is, what child it is, what team they play on. So you put all that information out there and now they have to go to school. Yeah. yeah. How is that child? So for me, it's how's the support, right? So for me, when it comes, I want you to touch upon the, the points of mental health of our students feeling supported. And that's every child, not just any in the situation. I just feel like when I make visits and I look around and I, look at some kids. I talk to some kids. There are kids that are being, what feels like left behind or falling through the cracks and nothing hurts me more than that. And then when we talk about bullying, we look at the top reasons of why people are leaving our schools. It's because they don't trust you. They don't trust us. Right. They, as a board, they don't trust. What are we doing to address the issue? And I look at charter schools. I look at private schools and I look at the student enrollment. All right. the The number of minorities in the schools, the number of kids that would be picked on if they were going to public schools. That was the fear, my mom's fear.
1: Yeah,
0: My mom said, You're, if you go to public school, you'll get run over.
1: Right.
0: So for me, how do we get to the point where we're looking at mental health and making, make, making sure kids are feeling heard, supported, loved. That's a word that people want to get away. They need to feel loved, man. And yes, right. schools have a responsibility. We do have a responsibility to do that, yeah. to make them feel supported, feel loved, feel seen, feel heard, how are we doing that? And I, I think as a superintendent, it's a tough question. It's a deep question. But yeah, I want you to touch on it. It's those a tough points.
1: question, but it's a real question. Uh, let's start with uh, what what we can do to train our staff. You know, um, I've, you've heard me say this before. There's five or six people that touch a child before they walk into a classroom for a teacher. Mm-hmm. So to put this on a teacher is not fair. You know, that bus driver can also see what's going on in their bus. Uh, obviously, they're driving 50 kids in a big yellow cheese wagon uh, in <laughs> South Florida traffic, but they they can see it. They they can see it let's train them to understand and recognize it. They don't have to solve it. Yeah. They just have to give it to the AP. They may see as doing the bus loop. Yeah. I got Johnny and Billy are going at it about something. because Johnny's new haircut, whatever it would be. Uh, then we have train, you know, the cafeteria staff, who's not eating all of a sudden you know, girls stop eating. Sometimes boys stop eating. Uh, why not? Why are they getting thinner? Why are they getting thinner? We have to have more than just folks that work for us that are trained to do the job. They have to be trained to recognize things as well. We're, we're different. We're different. Uh, our counselors can, can do some great counseling, but are they behavior counselors? Mm-hmm. Are they mental health counselors or are they academic counselors? Because right. they're supposed to be academic counselors. So that's what that s- safety money and that mental health money is going in. We're, we're hiring as many people as we can in those departments. I also want to say this, and as a shameless plug. 15, 20 years ago when you heard your kid was studying psychology, you went, uh, now it's like please do. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough mental health uh, specialists in in the world, and my, one of my children is, and I'm so excited for it. But uh, that has to start. We we have to monitor social media. That's the biggest form of bullying right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do work with the sheriff, but we need to monitor it a lot closer. Yeah, uh, that is the the biggest form of, of uh, bullying, and it's it it runs deep. We we grew up. I grew up with the physical bullying. Um, that hurts you know names names you know sticks and stones will break of, my bones remember that old of one course. man you didn't think it was true it's it's darn true right now and uh we we have to recognize more than just the child walking in and seeing what their score is we can't put an uh, you know That's right. uh, a test score on there on what level they are on their forehead and say that kid's doing fine no yeah. oh, that kid's not doing fine uh but we also have to wrap our arms around the kid. And you said it. And you got to love a child. We got, we have to love our children. Every kid matters. I spent a lot of time in a cafeteria, not because I wanted to do cafeteria, but I, I think it was the best time to find kids that you didn't recognize or didn't know. Yeah, And you sat down with them say, hey, what's going on? What's your name? Yeah. And immediately their world would change. And they, they had a resource. They knew they could come to me at any time. And that's what we want to have. We want to have culture in schools that are um, open, that are sensitive to children, but also safe. That's right. Because if we're not safe, they're not learning a darn thing. Yeah. And so that's a tough problem. It's it is what it is. It does drive some children away. Yeah. And, and and you know, private schools also have and, and charter schools have cyberbullying as well. That's right. Uh, but we're just we're just the massive we we are that massive beast and we have to set the example.
0: That's right. And I think like you said, there's so many um people that are part of that process, right? But even like like we said, teachers going back to that point again, they're teaching with all these other responsibilities yeah. that are trickled into it also, right. right? Wait, so I have to, so I'm, yeah, loving the child. Um, I'm caring about their their mental health. I'm talking about them, about their problems, making sure they're not being bullied. I'm making, walking them this, walking them that. Oh, yeah, and I got to teach them math also. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it's always, but then you look at our security, our, our campus monitors, right? And they are, our SROs, our people in the hallways, when you see and just spend time and just watch. The ones that the kids connect to, yeah, man, they come up there and they'll start talking like this. There are former football players. There are former, you know, guys that would in the, the high school glory days, but they'll talk about it. They can uh, connect to the uh, yeah, the students and talk to them, but understand how, you know, like I said, if one's gonna be in a corner, where was my hiding spot when I was in high school? Going <laughs> out there and seeing, you know, we talked about it in Tampa. That principal was amazing, by the way. He <laughs> said, I hired this kid, he works for me now, P E but he used to hide. You have to chase him down all over the school. now he knows all the hiding spots and gets all the kids. So having that connection and understanding that even with campus, my, mo- you know, campus monitors, certain campuses, they do better with, they connect with the students better, making sure it's connected. And I see us making an effort. I see us doing better with that to make sure that kids have a safe environment. They feel comfortable talking to people, but kids will find a different person to go to. Like they'll find oh, sure. whether it be a coach, whether sure. it be a teacher, principal, assistant principal, they'll feel that comfort. But again, are we making sure
1: that nobody's falling in the cracks? How about the child that doesn't have the person? Yeah. Or doesn't, doesn't do anything wrong. Correct. It gets decent grades. Doesn't do anything wrong. That's we it. forget about them. That's you know, it. that, that B and C student. Let me ask you a question. Oh, who, who was your algebra teacher? My algebra teacher? Yeah. Mr. Timmons. Didn't take very long to remember that, did it?
0: Well, yeah, I, I terrorized him. It was terrible.
1: Didn't take you long to remember. Well, we're good
0: friends though. Now yeah. we're we good. But, it, but <laughs> it didn't take me but long. But you Correct.
1: remember everything about that? Yes. I mean, I can almost go through my entire high school schedule and tell you every teacher, what class, I can tell you what happened. Yeah. Um, that's impact. Yeah. That is impact. And I can tell you about teachers I, I sort of remember because I may have learned some material in that classroom, but they didn't have a connection. Yep, they did not have that connection. Being a principal now is different than being a principal thirty years ago. That's you know, right. You're running an academic institution now, and you're never their friend. But you're that person who takes care of them, the person they can rely on, the person they need to see, and person they can always go to. Because we should be the epicenter of what's good in our world. That's right. All right I got I got another tough question for you. Um, Why are you on the board? Because I was appointed. Why'd you no, get the no, job? No, I mean, it's uh. Um, you didn't have to take that. You told me the story. No. Yes. You told no, me the story, yeah, and it's a it's, it's it's a good story because yeah. it makes really good sense. I think it's worth repeating.
0: Yeah. No. Originally, was you know, I was running for state house, um, originally, and and I was approached and, and asked about if I would want to serve on the school board, and I said no, absolutely not. Yep. It's like too much drama in Broward. They don't get things done. Um. They. Argue, bicker all the time. Everything we they're hear. Always, yeah, everything, everything we hear. I was like, they're in the media all the time, which are all facts. I <laughs> said, I'm not interested. And it was a couple, actually, I think it was a couple of days went by. It wasn't even a week. It was a couple of days, a couple. Um, and an article came out, and the governor had said that he wasn't going to appoint anyone. He said he wasn't impressed, and he doesn't look like that he's going to appoint anyone. At that time, it was four or five months left. Actually, it was more of six at that time. Um And when I read the article, I read the district that where it was, and it was district five, right? Dr Holness's district right now. And that district I was like, there's no way. I was like, no, they, you can't not appoint someone there. They need representation more right. than anybody. So I remember I put my name in there, sent my application up and and then from there it was just a number of conversations, phone calls, interview after interview, after interview. and I'll never forget people people get the wrong idea of me being on the board of, Oh, you came up and you did what the governor said. You, you did that, what the governor assigned you to do. And the conversation, if people really saw what the conversation was like when I sat down with them and he said, why do you want this? Why district five? And I said, governor I said, I'm going to tell you this. You cannot ignore a community that already feels ignored by you. And that was the answer you gave me. You cannot do it. And I said, I promise you, I, I grew up in this neighborhood. I grew up in this community, um, playing football against all the cities that I'll represent. <laughs> um, I said, but allow me to go in there and work for these people. Let me fight for everyone. Let me fight for them, but they deserve a fighter yeah. that's going to go and fight for this community. I said, I I, I appreciate it. I know that Then you look at it. I was like, I know my experience is not there, but allow me to go in and do the work for the people. I will show up. Yeah, that, was, and, that was your answer. And it was you know, for that happening and, and showing up and it was being appointed was the best thing ever. But then it, it was a harsh reality,
1: <laughs> a harsh reality of like showing
0: up. And and again, a kid from Coral Springs. Right. Um, That played football in Northwest Broward, played against Lauderhill, Hill, North Dade Bulldogs, Pompano Cowboys, Pompano Chiefs. We did that whole thing for me to be able to show up to a commission meeting. And people say the conditions of our school, you would never allow it to happen in your city. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Shout out to Jabbo Martin, Commissioner Jabbo Martin. I appreciate him, but I appreciate I've the honesty. Met Jabo. Yeah, and he's he's phenomenal. But I appreciate that honesty because you're right, and very quickly, their anger turned into my anger. Yeah. Their their feelings and their emotions of being left behind felt into my feelings of being left behind. And 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 now it, it's you know i I've, I've grown a, a different passion because there's so many people, and I say this about our staff and the great things that we're doing. When I talk to people, it has grown and lit a fire for education and a a pride that's in me and a passion that I've never had. Um, And I see I I get it now. I get it. And I look at everybody. I always ask, why would you want to do that? And now I understand. And, you know, for me, I want to get to that point. I want to want to get there. I want to see it in a better
1: place. I want to fix it. And there is not everything to fix. It's also about sustaining, but your That's answer right. when you said, I realized no one was going to represent that community yeah. and that was wrong. I had, someone had to step up and I, and I was asked to do it and I'm going right. to do it. That to me is why you're in it for the right reason. That's right. And, and, uh, I know you don't make millions being, being a board member. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know there's, I think it works out. It's like coaching. It works out to like 50 cents an hour when yeah. you get down to it, if you're doing yeah. it right. Uh, but I, I do want to say that right now, um, People don't understand that discourse on the dais is not dysfunction. Yeah. Discourse on the dais is multiple uh, communities, multiple constituents being uh, represented yeah. to make the best decision what they think it is. Yeah. And if we have group think, we're never going to be successful. If everyone agrees with everything, I'd like a, I'd like a few more 8-to-1, 9-to-0 yeah, votes. I would love a few <laughs> more votes. A lot votes. of five <laughs> fours 4s lately. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, yeah. um, we're starting to churn out some good stuff. You know, uh, We're not allowed to spend money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me that's the best thing in the world <laughs> yeah, sure. i want no We don't have any money uh yeah. we can't touch that money you yeah. know that that's fund balance we can't touch it that's great we got to repurpose everyone's on that page nobody disagreed with anyone i mean it was like yeah we we have to do this it's gonna be hard yeah there's several things that we're doing right now that are um really unifying and it's about children and and when we get off on the topics of that don't involve children it gets harder to get to the answer when it's talking about children and what we can provide for them. the answers get a lot easier. Then the argument becomes what we, what we think is best for children versus what we think is best for adults. Yes. When we start making conversations about adults, we, it's really hard to get to the right place. So um, th- I, we've been, we've been moving along pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we, we, I think we have a great uh, momentum going and I don't think it's just attributed to a new superintendent that honeymoon will probably over already, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we also have uh, we have some unity when it comes to what we talk about, and yeah. we want to make sure. and And you're pretty good about hey, we're spending time on on the wrong things. Let's spend some time on the right things. Yeah, uh, like my and, proclamations. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, just Love you guys. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So uh, if we can stay in that way, we, we got some. We got a lot of good things going on, and we want to keep that momentum because I think it benefits what we're there for. That's right. Now, as uh, superintendent.
0: And I say this as a board member, I ask you this. Um, and a community member, right? Somebody in, in the community, how can we support you better? Right. How can we as a
1: board support you better? How as a community can we support you better? Well, first as as, as a community, I need the participation. We need to hear your voices. I, I can make decisions all day long that I think are right, but if I don't have a frame of reference that tells me what that community wants, I'm not in a good place, so that's what why we're going to do those community meetings in late January and early February, and start talking about the resizing and repurposing. That that that's got to be, as a board, um, just that stay on stay on the kid focus. Um, I always I always lean to the idea that we have a responsibility that our ethical behaviors have to be perfect. We know there's some things going on around the state about board members right now mm-hmm. we know we have to be better when we go to Publix we're not a customer yeah. we're a school board member we're a superintendent when I go to Home Depot uh, way too often by the way um, <laughs> it, we have to exude that yeah. I went to dinner down at um, a great Italian restaurant off of Oakland Park great meatballs um, and uh, you know a couple of people were pointing to me I knew at that point yeah I am a superintendent that people are looking up to us and we have to maintain there. You know, there's a red light in the middle of the night. We got to stop at it. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that literally. I mean that in a figuratively way when no one's watching, we still got to be doing the right thing. That's right. And, and this board has done a great job with that. But if you look at the last three or four years, eh, not a good history, there's a lot of bad grand jury reports. There's a lot of things that went on. Uh, this is a new group for the most part. And, um, uh, And we don't have a label yet. That's why we want to stay. We want to be the board to reunify everybody. That's right. Uh, And and to me, that's the best thing. Uh, But I also need a heads up on some things. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I'll bring some things that are controversial. All my buddies, you know, my mentors say, make sure you got the votes before you bring it in. No, let's see if we can hash it out. If it's not good, then we'll figure out why it's not good. I'm okay to, you know, get hit down every once in a while. Uh, But we still have that. uh, We have that obligation as... um, public servants to be beyond reproach. Yeah. And and we always have to remember we got to stop at the red light in the middle of the night when That's no right. one's watching.
0: That's right. And I think um it and I'm glad you understand um that the public lost trust.
1: Yeah, right? they did. They
0: lost trust. So for me I always say I I always understand and sit there and say yeah, like we don't trust you. As as a as a, a taxpayer, mm-hmm. a superintendent board, we don't trust you. Mm-hmm. You say it, you promise it, we don't believe you. Because we've been told so sure. many times, sure. right? So for me, it's how do we gain that trust back? The the better. Like, of course, it's with action. Yeah. It's with listening, yeah. right? Because people will, will hear you say those words over and over again. Yeah. We want to listen to the community. Politicians do it all the time. They do it really well. I love, and by the way, I love when people call me a politician and I'm like, like, what experience <laughs> do I have as a politician? This is so weird, but okay, I, I get it, Right but it's like, I want to listen to the people. Okay. I want to raise teacher pay. Okay. I want to. And now you're sitting in a position to say, wait, wasn't this the guy that said he would do, he doesn't respond to my emails, doesn't do town halls, doesn't raise people. So how do you get there? And of course, it's being honest. I said this multiple times and I'm like, once you say one thing and then you found money or you're changing this and coming with a different answer two weeks later, you're now a liar. And you're doing what the boards did in the past, they lied and they lost trust. We don't trust you. Yep. So for me, I, I understand people being outraged. Mm-hmm. I understand people being mad and, and, and saying things about me online and my family. And I'm an opportunist. I got I got it. That's fine. But I'm honest. Yeah. I was honest about what I did. So but tell me what what you see as is
1: gaining the trust back. How are we gonna do this? How are we gonna do it? Delivering on the goods that we, we promise? We we have to under promise, over deliver. You know the bond from fourteen years ago was truly far fetched fantasy. That's what it was, and it was unfair. It was unfair. It was a good plan, mm-hmm. but the the money you're not you, you had the money to buy the Pinto, and you wanted the Cadillac, and you sold the Cadillac, and you can't pay for the Pinto. uh So we have to start doing that. uh Yesterday was a great. We had a couple great conversations. Um, uh, you know that we've changed our style about board meetings. Uh, yeah. My executive cabinet reaches out to you guys and, and answers questions about the, the issues. So when you all get up there, yeah. you talk about deciding on the issues and not having to figure out that's what right. it is. Yeah. Uh, we're getting better at that. I think yeah. that's a big problem that existed for a long time. You had to ask questions. What is this? Yeah. Now it's, I know what this is and this is how I feel about it. Someone changed my mind. That's right. That's your job. Yeah. And that's our job to educate you about each material because you, you don't know everything about finance. You don't know everything about capital projects. You don't know everything about, you know, the standards in third grade. Right. Those are so many things. Nobody knows all that, but we have all that staff that can do that. Yeah. We have less of a staff now because we've, we've got 50 <laughs> positions <laughs> sure. and which are fine because we're doing yeah. just fine with them, aren't we? Yeah. Um, but that's our job to get you educated. And I don't mean that in a down way. I mean, it in the, so that you know everything that you're voting on yes. and debating, that you have all perspectives so you can make a decision for your community or for the entire community instead of learning about it on the dais. That's, That's right. a bad place. And I saw that right away. I'm like, okay, this isn't working. They're no, they don't know <laughs> yeah. this isn't working. We're not doing our job. Correct. We've moved it up to date that you get your information. Yep. Give you guys a chance to do what you've been elected to do and represent the community and make the best decision. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, again, I'd like to see a lot more nine O's, but uh, you mm-hmm. know, we'll, we'll move, we'll get there. We'll of get course. there. We'll of get course. there.
0: And I, uh, you know, and, and that's the thing. I do appreciate it. I appreciate the the staff reaching out. It's funny because Dr. Hepburn was calling me. He was like, hey, man, you have any questions on my on my agenda items? I'm like, listen, I haven't even looked at the agenda yet. I was like, you're <laughs> calling me two weeks ahead. Like, you need, to, you need to calm down with this, okay? I was like, I'll call you back if I have any questions. But, but I appreciate them doing that. And it, it's funny because I feel like it also gives an opportunity for them to reach out, for us to talk, if anything. Hey, I did have doubts about something else, though. Hey, I have just creating that dialogue, right? And I believe with not only cabinet, but staff. Walking around the building is so helpful, like to go around, talk to people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As board members for so long. And I try to break this and I try to explain to people, we're not celebrities. <laughs> stop acting like you're a celebrity. Now, I understand my, my pictures on the wall and I it's know, Photoshopped. When you get home and I team. get home, we're not in charge. It's, it's, I already know this. I met your wife. My one year I already old, old, know my this. i one year old and the wife. That's <laughs> it. But it's like we're not celebrities. When we walk into school, stop doing this whole thing. Yeah. But yeah. We, it, it starts with us starts with It starts with the board. So I always say when it comes to behavior and, and how we treat people, how we, um, people in the community, stop, stop doing this whole thing that I show up. I don't need, no, approach and talk to people. Yeah. Go ahead. And yes, you may have tougher conversations, but that's what you signed up for. Um, and I think I appreciate that. One of the things I did want to, you know, give you kudos on um, is because, of course, I'm going to hold you accountable. We can get my along, job. we can be best friends, that's my job I'm going to hold you accountable But I appreciate that there was one situation that came up on the board And and somebody started going in on staff And you said, hold on That's, my, that's on me yeah. And the board member was like, well it's not on you And you're like, no, no, anything that my staff does If it goes wrong, it's on me And that's that's something I appreciate right? And I appreciate it because Again, having the opportunity to play sports In high school, I was blessed with that opportunity Oh yeah. And being a quarterback, I always learned If we lose, it's my fault if we win, we did it. We did it. Yeah. You understand? But you get the glory as a quarterback also. So if you want a glory, you got to take it down when you lose also. Yeah. That was all on me. Yeah. No, no. I could have done a couple more plays. I could have made it happen. Right. I made a bad move over here. It was on me. So taking that, I appreciate it. I, I know that you know as staff, but they. it's also important for our staff to see that, that we have a superintendent that has our back. That's any manager. Right. Any good manager to say, no, no, I'm going to stand up for my team. I got it. You know, and I appreciate that you did that.
1: Well, I'm going to go one step further, though. Mm-hmm. You talk about you didn't read something. Okay. It was way out in front, two weeks. For <laughs> sure. But the worst board member is someone who doesn't read anything and just goes ahead and, and approves what everyone else is doing. And, and that shows that now I'm not being held accountable. And what does yeah. my staff think? Oh, he'll get by with it. He's got the votes. Yeah. Let's not worry about it. Yeah. Uh, we have to make sure that you are prepared. You have a responsibility and you're you're always prepared. Yeah. You're always prepared on things. Uh, sometimes a little too prepared or a little too wired on certain no, subjects. And, hey, <laughs> if, it's,
0: if it's taking shots at me, I'm going to come at it. I'm a, uh, no, that,
1: and I want to get back to that because yeah. that's an interesting fact uh, or an interesting perspective. But if you're holding me accountable, when I said that from the start, yeah, I got my job. I get home, I sat in front of principals today, the high school principals, and I said, your number one job is your school grade and educating children. Yeah. I'll worry about some other things, and you got a lot of things going on, but that's what your evaluation is based on. So don't take it lightly. Because I'm going to hold you, I'm going to hold right. you down, and then there was a principal in there. I talked to him first week of school, and I said, "You got to be better." And he is better. They did much better, and I celebrated in front of everyone. That's amazing. I do want to talk about that one thing you just mentioned. Um, oh gosh, no, um, it's not for the thin-skinned people, and I and I tell folks that. Yeah, uh, you're now a public person. You could make a thousand right decisions, and you could make one small decision that they didn't like, and it could be a right decision. That's right. <clears throat> And you are beat up. You were just pummeled in public on social media and stuff. And that's pretty tough. Oh yeah. And you can't let your family see it. You don't want you, you know, you don't want to show that part, but yeah. it uh it's part and I know that you deal with it too.
0: Yeah. It's funny. Uh, my wife will sometimes I'll hear her from the other room and she'll be like, Hey, what did, he, did you see what this person said? They just said this about you, or they like? and I'm just like, Well, stop looking at stop yeah. it. And for me, again, this was Fogan Holy, the politician, right? I remember when I was appointed, it was new. I remember the first board meeting I was there, I said something, I'll never forget. And I said the first thing I said on the dais, and my phone started going buzz, 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 and started going crazy of all the tweets of what Fogan Holy just said. And I said, Oh, people watch like this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, people watch these meetings. Got it. Um, but I understood. You understand the pressure uh, of doing that. But again, there were times that going into it, you, you, Stand up for doing what's right. You you want to do the right thing, but there was also people ask what it's like to be on the board, and I could probably see it as superintendent also. What is it like? And I say, imagine be put in no win situations back to back all day.
1: Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Yesterday uh, was a good example. We got a lot of good stuff done. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to bring the calendar back. We brought it back to the calendar committee. We're going to go for full approval approval next month. I know uh, Scott Travis out in Sun Sentinel's writing an article about it. Yep. Um, and I put myself out there. Yeah. You know, um, we don't want to disrespect the calendar committee. That's a group of people that really worked hard. That's right. Um, but I had to do in my heart what was right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I offered to them, I will speak to you about this. We're not disrespecting you in any way, but I think there's a better way to do this. Yeah. Let me try it. Let's try it. We can do it for next year for sure. Yeah. Uh, academically and educationally, it's better for students. Yeah. And I'll fight for that. And, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm the first person to tell I tell everyone I'm wrong. But being in a teacher and being an assistant principal and being a principal and being a director and being an assistant soup and regional soup, whatever. I know what's good for kids in that aspect. And, and, and you know what kids it hurts the most when you take two weeks away from school and ask them to come back and take a test. Yeah. You know what children it hurts. Yeah. So when you think about it, you got to think about all kids yeah. and, and you got to think for kids who don't have the resources or have uh, adults in their life that are making good decisions for them. And then decisions get easier, but, um, you my, my eighth grade basketball coach, Howard Averill, who's my, my idol, uh, who I stopped on the way back from Tampa and, and visited with, uh, he was a principal up in Vero beach. Uh, he told me something one time, he said, there's a lot of people you never want in your corner. There's a lot of people you never want in your corner. So you don't need a hundred percent all the time. Mm. And, you know, a hundred percent of the people in your corner, are the ones you want, there are some decisions. The first decision I made, a lot of people didn't like me. All right. Uh, but, uh, it's got to start with you it's got to start with with us and we have to make the right decisions and you can't you can't be you can't you know falter with social media they're going to get their their, their, their licks in but i know who i am you know who you are correct i go to bed i sleep well at night um because i know i'm not stealing cheating doing the wrong thing yeah. trying to you know beat down or you know game the system or make decisions just for my pockets or for some no I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it because I love it. That's I right. I absolutely love it. That's right.
0: And I, w- I was told early on because I remember I, I lost weight. I'm skinny already. Lost <laughs> weight, couldn't sleep. And it was a fellow board member that said, Dan, as long as you do what's best for kids, you'll get to sleep. Yeah. She didn't even know. it. She didn't. I didn't tell her. She just said, hey, I've been looking at you. You look a little not not well. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's different things. And I always notice, like you said, the people in your corner, but the people that are the highest, the most critical will never give you credit when something goes good. And I want to rewind something. I'll say it out there. We did the rebounding. It was a perfect example. How could you? How could you? You, did, you got political and you took kids from an A school and you took them to a C school. How? This is it. Shout out to Coral Glaze for being a B school now. And Pitty you know how up. many people said, wow, look at the school. It turned around. Yeah. They're real quiet now. Yeah. But for me, it's like, I'll take that. That's a win that I take on my own. But yes, the board did a decision. And I believe in that school. And they're, they're going to be an A. They will. I say it with faith. And I believe in those kids. I believe in that staff. They were working hard, and I believe it's it's such a great school. My nephew is there. I'd love to believe that he was part of that. Yeah. So I'm just <laughs> to, to doing that, raising that grade. Good job, Josh. But I think for me, it's those victories. You can't look at that crowd. That's always critical for for reassurance because they will never give you credit right. when something goes good right. ever. Right. Right. So again, we go back to to the change in the the superintendent's making decisions. People wanted to destroy me. Now all of a sudden, sure. oh, no, Lacota's the man. We love him. But the short the memory's short.
1: Yeah, it is. It no, is. You
0: don't want to say thank you for making yeah. the tough decision for where we are now and progress, right? But it's okay. Again, we remember what the reason is. We're here to do the job. I make the tough decisions, and I believe it's going to pay off later. Maybe I may I may not see it. It may be after an election. It may be after I'm gone. But they'll thank me later that I stood in there. I was honest. I did my job, and I did it well. So,
1: yeah. And, you know and it my father taught me that. My grandfather taught me that. Um, you are who you are. Mm-hmm. No one tells you who you are. That's right. Um, and uh, that's how we have to stay. We have to teach kids that too. Yeah. Because they're under a lot of pressure. They're under so much social pressure with social media to do things that they are really not wanting to do. Peer pressures in, in such a different fashion and form. We got to let kids be who they are and not let someone tell them who to be. I love it. And that's uh, that's our struggle right now because they all want to fit in. Hey, what's it say when we all have all these, uh, what do you call them, YouTubers and all these uh, influencers? Influencers, Man, the lifespan of an influencer is not looking real good right now. Um, uh, it's, it's worse than a coal miner, and that's not good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we got to make sure they're not trying to influence too much and they're, and they're doing the right things.
0: Now I want to give uh, the last question because I want to bring you for, for a landing
1: here. Um, are you optimistic of the, about the future in Broward County Public Schools? I am incredibly optimistic about it. Um, we're, we're doing the right things with resources. Um, there's a good energy. Uh, we're, we're making sure stu- schools are the focus. We've cut a ton of budget, and we've cut zero dollars from schools. So. And that's, and that's where it starts. Uh, I think we've got some really innovative principals. We've lost some, but we've got some uh, new ones coming in that are just dynamic. And, and it starts there with leadership. So the most important person on the campus is the principal, most pro- important person in the classroom. Uh, as a teacher kids are the most important everywhere of Of course course. yeah but for learning that's that's where it is Uh, i'm i'm excited i'm incredibly competitive uh Jose Dutrus and Mike Burke will tell you I've already talked to him and said, you know, you guys are going to be chasing me soon. You're yes. going to be chasing me yes. soon. That's right. And and that's a great attitude to have because if you think you're going to be mediocre, you will. Yes. Shoot for the middle, you'll get it. Uh we're going to be great. We're going to be great and we're going to we are great. We, we are, are great. great. Exactly. Uh but we're going to get better with scores and such and we're going to we're going to we're going to kick some butt.
0: We will. Awesome. Well,
1: Superintendent, I appreciate
0: you being on, you know, and the whole goal of the We Are District 1 podcast is to to really get more FaceTime for people, right? For our community to really hear and get to know your heart, our people, our guests. Um, But I appreciate everybody tuning in. And it's been a great episode, a great conversation with the superintendent. Thank you so much for being on again. It was an honor. And make sure you guys subscribe. And thank you for tuning in to the We Are District One podcast.
1: Thank you, sir. Thank you for
0: tuning in to today's episode of the We Are District One podcast. Make sure to subscribe and share. And remember, go District One.